Catching you up on the latest stories from around the Sunshine State that you should know heading into this Monday morning, February 13th. I'm Jake Reyes, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Tax dollars are always at work, no matter where you live. And in the city of Gainesville, those dollars could soon be used to fund multiple infrastructure projects. In November, Alachua County residents voted to pass a half-cent sales tax for the Wild Spaces Public Places program, which supports parks and recreation facilities. Now, the Gainesville City Commission approved to support the infrastructure plan and will fund the improvement of roads, existing fire stations, and even an additional public area for community organization. I spoke with Gainesville Mayor Harvey Ward about how the plan came about and what to expect from these projects in the future. The biggest change for us going forward that we've not had access to in the past is uh, infrastructure funding from the uh, Wild Spaces Public Places renewal, which is anticipated to bring us uh, $8.7 million per year for the next 10 years, specifically for uh, public infrastructure funding. And with that, there there are lots of needs. We have an aging Gainesville Fire Rescue infrastructure. Most of our our fire stations are older, and this comes at a a very good time to be able to address some of that, to be able to address some streets like Northeast 9th Street, um, you know, early in in the plan for some infrastructure funding. Lots of opportunities out there, but also lots of needs. Speaking of the two fire stations, I know you mentioned that replacing them is part of the city infrastructure plan. So what were the issues with them and how could residents benefit from the city taking action on them? Right now, what we're talking about is replacing uh, fire stations, specifically uh, fire station nine, which has been uh, in, in a, a temporary building in Butler Plaza since, it's, uh, since it was first put, put into work. A really cool thing that uh, that I'm really excited about with that is is that we the, the the early plan is to build not only a permanent structure for uh, for Fire Station Nine, but for that to be a multi-purpose building that can potentially share a police precinct, which will be a first for Southwest Gainesville, and uh, also a storage and and work facility for Public Works in Southwest Gainesville. We have a lot of public works projects regularly in Southwest Gainesville, but for for those projects to be uh, to be worked, we currently have to go from the, the big public workstation on 39th Avenue near Sixth Street and, and take everything out from that depot to where the work is being done. And the hope is that we'll be able to build uh, a, a satellite depot in Southwest Gainesville, and also as part of the same co-located structure a public meeting space in Southwest Gainesville, which we also don't currently have. Now, District 3, uh, Southwest Gainesville primarily, has you know probably 27,000 people and no space that is owned by the city of Gainesville that's available for, for civic meetings. So that is also something that, that I think we'll be able to, uh, to solve uh, as we look at, uh, at building this new fire station and the other things we can co-locate with that. Interesting. So what could a public meeting space do for residents in Southwest Gainesville? And how come there hasn't been one there before? Sure. Um, I mean, things as simple as just having a, a place for, uh, uh, you know, for your community group to meet. Um, the, the city of Gainesville offers that in most of Gainesville, but we do, 
don't and traditionally have not in Southwest Gainesville because traditionally we've thought of that as, as a commercial and retail sector and as, as a place where lots of students live. Well, the students are our are, are neighbors too, you know, and, and we owe people who live in Southwest Gainesville, whether they live in single family homes or in apartments, as most people in the Southwest do, uh, we owe them uh, civic space as well. And, and, and a place to gather around and feel more connected to your Got it. And are there other projects that we could see come out of this plan? Maybe some that you're excited about? Sure. This will, will help fund the uh, East Side uh, Health and Economic Development, Development Initiative on Hawthorne Road. That's the, uh, the site that's, that's going to house the U.S. Uh, Health Center and the, um, the, the bus transfer station and, and a variety of other things. This will help build that out. This will also likely help build out the rebuild of what we're going to do at a Avenue and Waldo Road at uh, Citizens Field and uh, the MLK Center. We have big plans for, for 8th and Waldo. Uh, Northeast 9th Street has been uh, something that we need to make a plan for for many years. And now we have funding to be able to do that. And that is early in, uh, in, on the list of things that, uh, that will be addressed by this. All right. So we talked a little bit about these projects that are in the works. So what can you tell our listeners about the challenges of coming up with this plan? Well, so a, a thing for folks to to remember is that this is not something that we just thought of. Our, our staff has been working on it for years because we we were hopeful that, that this would pass last November, and it did. The, the voters uh, said this was a good thing to do, and uh, so so it comes with the added pressure of making sure that uh, we, we can. Uh, make sure the voters understand that uh, they, they did the right thing. So when another commission comes back 10 years from now and says, hey, we'd like to uh, to re-up this, uh, we want to make sure that the money was spent wisely so people can feel good about doing it again, and we as voters can feel good about having done it in the first place. There's always a list. You know, there, there are always uh, things that are are in process. This just helps us move those things through faster. It gets uh, faster and better results for the infrastructure items and for the wild spaces and the public places items that uh, that have been on the list that we've been uh, working toward for many years. That was Gainesville Mayor Harvey Ward on what Gainesville's infrastructure plan could bring to the city. Now, let's catch you up on today's top stories from around the state. First Amendment advocates say Governor Ron DeSantis' media defamation stance would hurt free speech on all sides. According to WUSF, Governor Ron DeSantis wants to make it easier to sue media outlets for defamation. However, Florida's First Amendment Foundation Executive Director Bobby Block says if a report is true, no matter how inconvenient or damaging to someone's reputation, a media outlet can't be held liable for reporting it. Block said any legislation on loosening defamation laws in Florida would surely be challenged, since it would conflict with federal law. A legislation will give Florida's statewide prosecutor more power to investigate voter fraud. New Service of Florida is reporting the bill seeks to ensure that the statewide prosecutor, who is a part of the Attorney General's office, has wide jurisdiction in investigating allegations of election wrongdoing. But it led to a renewed debate about measures that Democrats contend are aimed at suppressing. However, Republicans still contend that the bill is designed to prevent fraud. 
Advocates are saying that the Environmental Protection Agency's guidance on clean water payments still unfairly burdens low-income residents. WUSF reports that the Clean Water Act governs pollution control and water quality in the nation's waterways. But communities face significant costs adhering to the standards set by the federal act. An advocate for the change in guidance, Nathan Gardner-Andrews, says one reason why low-income residents struggle with these payments is because there's no permanent federal program in place to help with water payments. WUSF reached out to the EPA for a comment about its new guidance, but did not receive a response. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit WUFT.org to subscribe and view the most recent issues. I'm Jake Reyes, and you've been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Monday.